Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. It's not a normal episode, it's a live episode. Um, I always feel like it's been a while since we've done these, but it's always generally about a month. Um, but as I've said before, these are like one of the little highlights of my, my month, getting to chat with um, this, this gang that's sitting in front of me on Zoom. And I should also say that to other Patreons, because there's, uh, there's a few of you, and, uh, and lots of you uh, haven't, actually swung by for a live show and uh you can just pop on and uh, and have your camera off if you don't want to get stuck in or you can get you know as, as involved as you'd like really um but uh I do want to stress as well as you're going to find out on this episode it's not a snobby elitist thing it's just um a nice gang of people just chatting about records and uh and the memories and such that are attached to them um and tonight um me having a head like a hole, for some reason, a few days ago, I thought, right, we're doing music videos tonight. And uh, and then uh, one of one of the Patreons, Big Steve, messaged her, and I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's uh, album artwork, um, which seems to be the consensus of opinion. So um, we'll see how much, uh, how much we get out of album artwork today, and maybe we'll touch on videos, but we'll definitely do music videos next time um, if we've got plenty to chat about on the album artwork, which I'm sure... We will. Um, I'm going to start things off um, before we talk about our favourite album artwork. This this may well involve your, you know, one of your favourites. Um, but I'm going to ask the, the, the guests that are here tonight, um, what was the first out piece of album artwork that stuck with them? The first thing that really jumped out, um, because. For me, and I'm and I'm pretty sure most of the people on this call uh, are not are probably a bit younger than me and and some of them not by 20 years but um but it would have been at the time when you'd walk past the record shop but there'd always be album artwork in the in the windows uh and so I just want to ask you so if you if there's one particular album that you just remember the cover didn't even you know perhaps didn't even know what it was or it, what it sounded like or anything but just struck you and the curiosity made you want to sort of stop and and, and stare um I've just thrown this question together um in, in and, and thrown it at you without any kind of prep has anybody got an answer for this that they'd like to sort of start with okay well yeah. um I'll start I'll start with Big Steve seeing as uh you, you reminded me today what we was actually doing well instantly it's nothing like um 
it's not like when I was young or whatever, but I remember being on holiday with a mate and we stuck our head in a record shop and there was on the shelf, this was obviously in the heyday of CDs, there was a CD on the wall by a band called NoFX, who you've interviewed, Eric, didn't you? Mm. And the um, album's called Eating Lamb and there's a man and a sheep having a 69 <laughs> and I instantly... I instantly saw that and was like, I want to listen to that band and see what it sounds like. <laughs> and it was great. And consequently, I bought the T-shirt as well, which then got me thrown out of a bar. Oh, really? Yeah, because people were complaining. <laughs> Am I right in saying uh, no effects have just finished? Well, they're on their, um, I think it's 40, show, 40 cities show it's for for the other for they're splitting up after 40 years yeah in the band together yeah they're um they're 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 a strange strange band no effects like people that like them love them and it's definitely uh it was like the kind of when everybody discovered green day everybody like you know the hardcore were going have you not heard no effects and and i remember very you know, go, going down to, to South End, the alternative clubs, and hearing, is it Don't Call Me White? Yeah. And, and hearing that track. and Leave, leave It Alone was another. Yeah, yeah, another yeah. Big one. That's right. And I remember just hearing them on repeat and thinking, who's this? And then, and seeing, like, the, because there'd always be some sort of cool kids in the club that had no effects t shirts and uh, they didn't get thrown out. Uh, and and it is the the, the no effects branding is really solid, isn't it? It's it's, it's definitely oh, yeah. solid. you can see a a, a mile off. Um, good shot, good shot. Um, Paul, what you got? Um, yes, I haven't prepared for this at all this point. Um, but the first thing that came to mind was um, seeing pills metal box. You know that oh, sort of wow. sort of like in a film yeah. container sort of thing. Uh, I just really remember saying that wondering what the hell is that sort of thing um and it's only been recently that i've actually listened to the album um I, i'm not a big fan of it really, to tell you the truth yeah. I, I do like some pill but um that, that particular album i'm not a big fan of but it was just like a, a really really kind of cool way to um uh display the record i think they did the reissue a few years back did, i'm yeah. sure i'm sure those the original versions are probably worth quite a bit of money now yeah absolutely um and, and and it is, it's, I like lots of pill music. I, I liked stuff like Disappointed and that was when it, it the track Disappointed and the, which was on the album that, and even Don't Ask Me, the stuff that come kind of tail into the 80s and early 90s when it was very big production. And yeah. And and I know that all the heads are meant to say that, that Metalbox is where it's at, but it's a fucking hard listen, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Good shot. Good shot. Um, Brett. Difficult one to answer. I as you said that, Paul, I completely changed my mind. Um, <laughs> I was gonna go with the first single and album that I bought, but the one that I've been buying albums for a while, the one that you certainly went, Whoa, what's that? What earth is that is flaunted by Zig Zig Sputnik. That album cover was just like and the guy in the record shop in my local town had a massive, great promotional thing. And we were like, what is this? What is?" And he wouldn't play it to us. So we had to buy it. Absolute genius. Um, 
I listened to it earlier. It's terrible. Oh, really? I, it's very dated. It's it's the same record, same tune, six times or whatever. Yeah. But as a kid, um, I was probably 14, 15, just going, wow, what is that? It's a robot and it's got Chinese movies and this, that and the other. And, yeah, we bought it. And, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Steve, what you got? Um, well, the mention of the pillbox just reminded me of not of an album, but of a, the seven inch that I really liked was the garbage subhuman and this mm. rubber, the black rubber sort of sleeve thing with that. But for the for an album, it would be one of the, sort of the biggest one from the childhood, uh, really childhood, a band that sort of gets mentioned fairly regularly on this podcast. Um, absolutely, by madness. It's just, they look cool as anything. Yeah. Just yeah. remind you of the video, it's just got the complete nostalgia. I mean, I'm not from London. Camden means absolutely nothing to me apart from madness. But just that image is just, it just makes me smile, makes me happy. I think it's so good. That's a great show. And that's got absolutely written in the little squares along the top, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But even on, like... Well, madness is in the squares and absolutely is not. That's right. That's right. And But even, I remember getting, like, the... Um, what's the first album called? Madness. One Step Beyond. One Step Beyond. And on the back of that, like, and on the inner notes, there's, like, all of, like, their mates, like, Toots and... and, and uh, like, talking. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and just seeing, they just looked like a proper gang, didn't they? And it was just like, I saw their mates, and it was like, I want to be one of them mates. They just looks like the most fun band to be in. But also, to go back to what you said about that garbage single, garbage, like, um, well, someone up the label was smart, but out, or whether it was uh, Butch uh, or, or Shirley, but that, um, that, them early garbage singles, I think, like, one of them coming like a plastic case with bubble wrap on. I think that might have been queer. That was milk. That was that milk, milk. I think. Yeah, because yeah, it's got the little lenticular bit in the That's um right in the middle yeah. of it. And and I think yeah, like all of them. I forgot them next door, but like all of them early singles come in some kind of really cool yeah. um like um, packaging. Um, okay, uh, we'll get onto packaging when we actually talk about favorite record sleeves. Um, right. Uh, newbie, what was the first album piece of artwork that that that, that stunned you? It's it's weird because it's not exactly artwork, and it didn't really stun me. I just remember it standing out in my dad's record collection. Um, and it's a very basic one. It was uh, making movies, Dire Straits, which is just the bold red with like a file on its side with a little blue edge, and it just looked like it should belong in a record collection with them yeah. all looking like that. Yeah. Absolutely, it's it's weird that uh, a couple of the ones that I'll, I'll throw in later are just very vivid memories of like parents' record collections and just just seeing the ones that just look the most striking and most interesting. But uh, yeah, fantastic. Um, Ad, what you got? Um, yeah, mine's kind of more of a visual thing as well because it was probably Adam and the Ants, Prince Charming, just because of how he looked on the front yeah. and the blue colour behind. I mean, I was a kid at the time, so the blue was the colour of my favourite crayon. 
I remember that thinking that that got a blue, blue green. I, I just remember thinking that. But then obviously him against that background, dressed the way he was, and then trying to nick my mum's makeup to make myself look like him, you know, because <laughs> everyone wanted to try try that with the answer when they were kids, I think. But yeah, yeah um, just yeah, just just visual the uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um we've just had a message from uh Kirsten and She's just said that uh, her piece of album artwork that was the first thing that struck her in the record shop um, is quite surreal because it's Grace Jones' Island Life and here's mine, which is Grace Jones' Island Life. That's quite weird. A little message just popped up there and I thought, that's odd, that's mine as well. Um, (laughs) That was, was, it was a toy shop. Um, and uh, and it was where um, me and 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 Cunt from Cunt and the gang used to go every Saturday and buy. But well, I'd buy records, he wouldn't. And then when it shut down, this little toy shop, they were selling off all the records really cheap. And I took him in there, and uh, and and I bought Island Life by Grace Jones. And I remember, I remember going right. You need to buy this. And he bought uh, what's the madness album? Is it uh, Keep on Running? What's it called? Uh, keep on moving keep on moving uh yeah and he bought that and that started his his love affair with madness which is very very uh you know he's an insane madness fan um but yeah it was uh grace jones was 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 mine as well and it was just i'd never seen anything like grace jones you know and and when you opened that um album as well so i went in the shop and opened it like it was all photographs of her, and she just looked bonkers. Well, she is fucking bonkers, but different level cool as well. And you know, whenever you see footage of her now, I'm not even sure how old Grace Jones is now, but she's just hula hooping through the whole set, still just bossing it and and looking like she's been banged down from outer space. Have you, but, have you uh, read her books, Stu? A life story? No. Wow. Have you? No. Well. My wife has, and she said it's amazing. She gave it to me to read, but the writing's too small. <laughs> <laughs> Old man problems, mate. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got very vocals now, so I'm going to give it a go. She said it's amazing. Oh, fantastic! I really want to get stuck into that. Well, why your um why your chatting side? What's yours, mate? Um, I think first of all, I thought of the uh, like an album that I saw when I was walking through town that drew me in, and then I thought, no, actually, the first album that really just intrigued me, I think, it was probably War of the Worlds. Oh, great uh, shout. Yeah. Um, I think it was, um, yeah, I think it scared me. And I didn't, I don't think I'd heard it for, I didn't hear it for probably a couple of years before I'd actually seen it. And I even look at it now and it sort of, I still get that bit, bit scared. Yeah. A little bit scared like when I was a kid. It really did sort of terrify me a bit. And then when you hear it, it's, you know, obviously it's a different story altogether, but. It's equally terrifying on young ears, that record. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? It yeah. still scares me a bit now. Yeah. Um, that's such a good shout, mate. Like that, that probably maybe would have eclipsed Grace Jones in hindsight. Um, yeah, seeing that in, in like Uncle's record collections and stuff yeah. and then hearing it, it was like... That's even more terrifying. <laughs> Okay. Forever um, Autumn still makes me cry at any stage. That's one of those ones. I, yeah, listen to that, I will bore my eyes out. 
and um, on the pull the chain. My my brother's father-in-law was one of the producers on that. Wow. Um, yeah, so he worked with is it Justin someone from the Moody Blues who wrote yeah. it? Um, yeah, he, he produced the Moody yeah. Blues. Um, yeah, he was a lovely guy, Tony. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think, and I'm throwing this open now, um, that in the digital age, and I know there's a resurgence in vinyl, and I know that we've all probably been over the years diehard vinyl collectors or CD collectors. Um, do you think the album artwork as an art form is almost a thing of the past now most yep. artwork is looked upon yeah. on a telephone or a laptop I think right I'll tell you what uh, who, who wants to go first let's let, 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 go first go on sorry I, say, I think not album artwork I would say singles and things like that probably yes but people who are going for albums are the ones that give a shit mm. generally yeah. so I don't think that bit is dead it might be different but it's definitely not dead mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think um, I look for on, on life as inspiration today, and put in like iconic record covers, and there weren't a lot on there from the last fifteen years, and mm. or, or even maybe the last twenty years. But what was you going to say, Steve? I think it's very genre specific, to be quite honest, because a lot of the stuff that I listen to now. Like you can tell, a lot of a lot of thought and hard work has gone into the covers. Mm. Even just you know, with with merch and everything, you know, the artwork is always like really well thought out, really kind of in keeping with whatever genre a band it is. But I think you're kind of more middle of the road, like pop stuff. I think it's just you know, so long as it looks good in a little thumbnail. I don't think people are bothered, but mm. yeah, I do think it's it's quite genre specific, to be honest. Rock does, doesn't it? Rock has a good, always has got good artwork. Uh, who, yeah. Who, sorry, sir, I missed that. So rock generally has good artwork, doesn't it? Yeah. Whether you, whether you're a fan of it or not, but it normally is quite involved and like Steve. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always impressive. <laughs> look at Iron Maiden. I, I know we joke about them, but you look at their artwork through the 80s and stuff. It was fantastic. Yeah. And if you see Eddie, you instantly know who the band is. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, I also think that the concept of buying an album since di- things started on digital has lost its effect because people buy tracks. Um, our age, we buy an album, but, I mean, I've got teen teenagers. They'll buy a track, this track, that's it, and they'll pick a mix. They won't sit there and buy the whole lot and get the hits, the bangers, the fillers, and everything, um, it's kind of lost its meaning. It's interesting because, you, you know, I asked lots of guests this about, you know, track listing and, you know, because you watch documentaries of, of bands from, you know, previous decades where they talk about sitting at the desk and what tracks made the album and, the, you know, where they got placed within the album. And, and it was... And, and again, I've said this on the podcast, I don't want this to become like, you know, granddad's, you know, <laughs> ranting about how it was better back in the day. Um, but I do, like. I mean, funnily enough, you know, obviously it's not a new artist, but in, in that Dexy's podcast today, I asked him about 
album artwork and and because the new album's a concept album uh, and it tells a story. And when they tour it, they're going to perform the album in the first half as almost as a play. Um, so I think there are still artists doing it, but maybe, I don't know. Uh, I was going to say lots of sort of rap artists and that. And I was going to say Eminem, like he come out last year, but that's probably 25 years ago now. And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Will there ever be another... Three feet iron rising, what's going on? I don't know. Oh, you know, Stu, you've done, you've done got, one of my answers, you, mate. Oh, <laughs> no. Brilliant. <laughs> you've, got 60, you've got 45, 60 minutes to tell a story as opposed to you can do bits and pieces with it. I yeah. think that's different. Yeah, absolutely. And the technology makes a difference as well. People that you've interviewed and whatnot, it, it is varied between genres and yeah. people that are into this album experience will continue to get the album experience mm. and continue to enjoy it and people that are just in the I want this song that song this song that's what they'll do and there's much more sort of scope for people to be able to do that but yeah. it's the lack of the the high street experience sort of more that's missing you're not walking down the high street and seeing banks of records and banks of sort of things you know, you're having to specifically look for some place that has got a couple. You know, it's not quite the same sort of all-consuming thing when you're walking about the... That's going to the record shop. It's knowing the guy behind the thing. Yeah. You like this, you'll like that, but you won't like that. And developing that sort of love and relationship with the guy in the record shop, knowing what you're doing, what you're into, and introducing you to new music. Yeah. I think There's I always going to be gatekeepers and people that introduce you to things. It's just, it's kind of changed where that has came from, really. I do, I do know that when um, I set up the first podcast um, and we was doing the artwork for, for Hardcore Listing, somebody at one of the platforms that we was chatting to said, make sure your thumbnail pops. And it's like, <clears throat> who even sees that? Like, it's so small, but... I guess as if you used to use that as a label, then it was, you know, that there was emphasis now on making that thumbnail, which I presume is labels will say the same to artists on, on, you know, when it comes to, you know, records and stuff, make that tiny thumbnail pop. They were saying, don't load it with information, just something that's going to sort of prick their attention. And now you think, geez, like, at least back in the day, you had sort of 12 inches worth of a stab at getting someone's attention but now you've just got this yeah. tiny little square that you've got to try and, you know, hook them. Uh, uh, but, yeah, has anyone um, ever bought a record on the strength of the sleeve without listening to it? Yeah, loads of times. Did it all have that super heavy death metal squiggly writing on it, so you bought it on the strength <laughs> of that sleeve? <laughs> not, not all of them, but some of them did. <laughs> Especially, like, in the younger days, if you see, like, a cover and there's like some I don't know an autopsy going on or something. Yeah, like blood, yeah. and guts, blood and guts, yeah, any of that, and you think, oh, that might be a bit of me, and then you get home and it's like unlistenable. I've done that plenty of times. I've done a few times based on based on the um, based on the label. I mean, when I was DJing a lot, if it was if it was on defective records, I'd just buy it. Yeah, I'd I'll buy that one because I know they're good. It's what I'm into. Um, but that, yeah. 
that was really, yeah, that, that's the label. I love that. And you, you, you know, you, you mentioned sort of seeing anything on defective. Another thing that reminds me of this tiny record shop in in in, in Grays was a record about the time I was sort of ten or eleven. The whole window had them like kind of plastic sort of sheets that would hang down that you'd slide all the records in in the window. Yep. And, and I remember one window was just all the different electros, like street sounds. <sighs> and I remember just seeing them and thinking, holy shit, like that artwork like looks like, you know, obviously just getting turned on to like the early mutterings of hip hop and graffiti. And it was like seeing this thing that said street sounds, electro, it was like, and the artwork's phenomenal on them records. And like, and just seeing how striking that was and seeing up, I can vividly picture Electro 4 in it. And, uh, and I remember walking past them and thinking, I don't know anything that's on there, but I'm going to, as soon as I've got enough I'm money, buy I'm going to buy one of them. because They, they were currency in, in the sort of fourth or fifth year. Someone <laughs> would buy one and everybody else would copy it because, oh, I've got Electro 5, I've got Electro 9. I've got... That was it, yeah. <laughs> you, you, if you had an Electro tune that no one else had, that was, yeah, you were the man. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, all right, well, let's... Um, let, let, let's talk about um, our, our favourite pieces of, of album artwork, and and it's not limited to one. If you've got a few, we can we can chat for them. Um, I'll start with um, I'll start with you, Paul. Yeah, a few again. Um, so f- first one that uh, I was looking into it last night, actually, because one of my favourite albums anyway. It's um, Heaven Up Here by Echo and Bunnyman. Yeah. So it's it's the one where they're on a beach, they're standing on a beach, and it's like. Um, they've got their back to you. It's four of them on the picture, and they're the reflections in the water, sort of like on the on the beach. And there's all these seagulls sort of flying around. And apparently they had to um, had to throw some fish up. And they had a bucket of fish with them to make the seagulls kind of fly at the right time. But anyway, so it was my favourite album anyway um, by them. Um, I was looking into who the photographer was. And it turns out it's the same guy. He's called Brian Griffin. It's the same guy who did. Pesh Bode's first five album covers. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah, same fella, yeah, yeah. And he also did the Bunnymen's first one, I think, as well. Yeah, so first and second albums. Do you think labels so, uh, had this, like, go-to phone number for, like, I would just sign this miserable band, phone this guy? Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think he's just done a book of, um, uh, I think it's a Pesh Bode book of the album covers and other photographs and stuff like that, I think. Wow. I just found out the last 24 hours, basically, yeah. And yeah. I take it he was then switched for Anton Corbin, I presume. I point. think he might have been, yeah. I think he... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. They looked up until, so, what's, it was a construction time again. Yeah. Then so, was some great reward after that, and then the one after that. Whatever the yeah. fifth album was, can't remember what that's called. Black Celebration, maybe. Is yeah, it? Black Celebration. Yeah. It would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did up to there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's weird. Like when you find like a, an artist, like cause Corbin done, done unknown pleasures, right? Um, did he? I don't think. No, no, he didn't. No, that was, um, was that Peter Saville. Peter Saville did that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He took yeah, he, he did, done the he video did for and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Corbin done a video for Atmosphere. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. And Corbin. Corbin done Joshua Tree. He did, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. lots of the Pesh Mode, yeah, Pesh Mode stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. And the Bunny Men as well. You know, the Bunny Men sort of. Oh, did he? Yeah. Um, I'm a, I've got like a, a program from one of their tours, eighty five, eighty six, sort of thing. And it's a love. There's loads of lovely pictures that he's done in there. Uh, so he was involved with them at some stage too. Yeah. Oh, I think he might have done. You know, bring on the dancing horses. I think that was yeah. Anton Corbin. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the. He did the video for that. Oh, oh superb, yeah. superb. Um, did you see the thing where Anton Corbin got to drum for Depeche Mode? No. He said it was like his dream to was to perform wow. with Depeche Mode at one point, and he was a drummer. Uh, and yeah, and they brought him on, and he he he, he drummed. I can't think what track it was. Like it was a few tours ago. But yeah, he got to come out and and, and drum for pretty cool. Um, well, look, let's do one each, and then we we'll yeah, throw yeah. some honourable mentions in as we uh, as we work our way round. Um, Sai Nubi. It's difficult because I never really took a huge amount of notice. I wasn't a, a sort of music nerd growing up. I didn't buy vinyl. It was my dad's collection, but. I just love the wall, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Just, that's it. I can't get over it. It's one of my favourite albums. It's not my favourite Pink Floyd album, but it, just the look of it, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, my mum and dad brought me the video of the film. Um, and obviously it's got the same cover. Yeah. So the album and the film together were just, yeah, nice little set. And, and you know, you say there's, there's not a lot to it, but I don't think album artwork does have to have a lot to it. You can look at your you know, your album covers like Maiden and like Dookie and things like that, that are really busy and got loads of stuff that you can sit and stare at, which, you know, I, I love doing, but I think there's also... I still just... remember the album cover to Hysteria, Def Leppard. Yeah. And it's it's like a, a pound shop version of all of those. 
I'd still listen to it as well. <laughs> but um, it, it, interestingly, there was graffiti because um, the, 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 the town I was born in, Tilbury, um, it was uh, uh, when they were making the wall. All the skinheads in the film are Tilbury skins, uh, and there was this horrible kind of gang of right wing skinheads uh, uh, in, in, in my hometown, uh, and they were a ferocious bunch. And uh, you know, I was too young to really know a lot, but you'd see them stomping around, and they were terrifying. Um, and yeah, and and they all got cast as the as the skinheads in the wall. And uh, which kind of brought even more notoriety to them after that. You know, they were famous and evil. It was uh, definitely a sort of thing that you keep your head down uh, on the way to school when you see one of them stomping around. Um, they got paid for being racists, really. Like, essentially. You know, which yeah. is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Give them a bit of cash. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. uh, we got AD. What you got, mate? Um, I'll go with, I say I only found out about this a couple of hours ago, but I'm going to go with Claude by the Breeders, and oh. the, which is, and the reason is because um, when, when like, Vaughan Oliver, so I love, I love all of Vaughan Oliver stuff, because he'd all the Pixies stuff like that as well, but when the Pixies, he said he never put the Pixies on any record cover saying, if you want to be big rock stars, go ahead and do it, but you're not, not going a mile on covers sort of thing. <laughs> Um, and then for the pod, he puts himself on. The first one he does with Kim Deal, he puts a picture of himself with erect eels as a penis, which he said he had in his fridge for like, apparently but he had his, his fridge for about a year, these eels, and he didn't know what to do with them. And uh, he stuck metal coat hangers through them and uh, used them as to, on himself as a penis. To, for their, uh, um, and Kim Deal was like, you wouldn't, let, you wouldn't put me on a cover ever and now you're going to put yourself on one of my covers. <laughs> It's quite, it's quite a nice story to it. Yeah. That's fantastic. I did not know that. Like, it was it was strange when I, I sort of Googled um, iconic sort of alternative pieces of artwork. That one was on there. Um, uh, what was um, what was the second Pumpkins album? Not Gish. Uh, Siamese Dream. Siamese Dream. That was on there. And, yeah. and and I guess that was the time that maybe a lot of us in that, that kind of early part of the nineties were buying guitar records, and there were so many incredible sleeves. And, it, and you mentioned the breeders, yeah. but like the Pixies artwork's fantastic. Yeah, I've got one. Yeah, preempt everyone tonight, aren't you? <laughs> oh dear, I'm going to stop talking. Um, <laughs> Steve, what you got, mate? Uh, so we go Stephen first, then we go um, up to you, Steve. Well, Mr. Newby's sort of stolen my thunder. I had two that I was going to mention. One was Hysteria by Def Leppard. <laughs> and the other one was Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, for a, for a wee bit of right. variety. And another iconic sort of image. And as a whole album, again, with the wall sort of thing, that's an album experience of track listing. Just, you've got to sort of listen to it as a whole thing. As yeah. opposed to pulling out a song from it. It's interesting, isn't it? How, like, you know, we mentioned War of the Worlds and, you know, all of these. Um, because I'll, I'll throw one of mine in, and, and one of mine's um, uh, j- just a sleeve of Autobahn um, by, by Craftwork. 
and and that's like again like pretty cold not huge amounts to it it's just that i guess it's a a, a road markings of an autobahn and that sort of blue cover and, and i remember just staring at that and and that's obviously just i, I won't call craft work prog but you know but it's it's still that big kind of vast journey of music like Floyd and like uh, War of the Worlds. And it's, you know, it was a time then, I think, where there was a lot of experimentation in 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 what you could get away with the album format. And uh, and, and certainly, definitely a progression in, you know, you look at, uh, I've got a, a book somewhere and, and I don't really know, I know very little about Yes and, and prog, to be honest, in general. But um, it was a book by whoever it was that designed all the Yes um, album covers. Oh, my God. I mean, that guy was a genius. And, uh, you know, the artwork, I, I know the artwork better than I know any song by Yes. It was, uh, but I do think there was, it was around a time where I, I think every everything was evolving with, with what you could do under the sort of banner of a, an album, you know. Oh, yeah, look at that. Fantastic. That's a great sleeve. Um, oh, yeah. Mr. For, for those that can't, can't see this, I love always uh, holding up uh, some Yes uh, album covers there. Um, I'm not surprised you like a bit of prog, Si. Uh, you, <laughs> you, you got that vibe to you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Big Steve. Well, you'll have to bear with me because this is going to get a bit graphic. Okay. Uh, I'm going to uh, just... I, I like this album cover so much, I had it drawn on me permanently. Oh, I'm loving this. Can you see my leg? Yeah. That's on my thigh. So that's massive. It's pretty big. But it's by a... Um, I mean, they're sadly split up now because the guitarist became a rabbi and all things... <laughs> Uh, it's by a band called Mace, it's M-A-E-C-H. I randomly found them doing a um, a band camp deep dive, so just like rolling through genres on band camp. And I found this album, the album's called Oceans Into Ashes, and it just blew my socks off. And the kind of, like you say, the little thumbnail is that picture on the band camp. So you, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then give it a listen, and then just like, I listened to it solidly for about three months, like literally every day for about three months in the car. It was literally the CD in my car, so I just kept on playing and playing and playing. And I just, and I was like so obsessed with it. I then got it drawn on me permanently. Superb, love that, love that. And so, would your record shops that you would have walked past as as a, you know, in your formative years, been in Basildon, Steve? No, um, I mean, they would have been, yeah, but I tended more to get my music from going to gigs rather than, because the stuff that I would listen to, like, it was on such small um, distribution labels. When I used to order stuff from, like, HMV and things like that, the only person ordering it from that distro label was me. So they couldn't order anything until they had, like, 300 quid's worth of orders. So I'd get nothing for months and then I'd order enough and it would be like 300 quid. And all of a sudden I'd have to shell out 300 quid because all these albums come in for me. It's, so I, yeah, in the end, I just stopped doing that and just 
went to see the band instead and bought stuff from them direct. So they got like directly got the money. Yeah. Did anyone ever buy into the um, the 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 live bootlegs that you'd get at Camden Market and things like that, where you'd uh, you'd get the most poorly recorded uh, like cassette that had been like desk recording that had been like pressed onto vinyl and they'd always put like a slightly schneidy looking uh sort of bit of album artwork on it and then you'd 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 get it home and it'd be like here we go this is going to be great i was at this concert and it would sound horrific and uh yeah i've got about six or seven of them in my me, me, me record collection and uh i bought something left on milton Keynes bowl or asia I've got that. That's one of the ones I've got. <laughs> the double. It was like a double, and it, one of them was blue, and one of them was red. And it was the whole set. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bought it on the way out. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I got mine uh, from, from Camden Market, and uh yeah. Horrific. I, I, I think um, did they release that video? I think they might have released that concert on video. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Right. Um, Brett, have you been yet? No. You kind of stole my thunder. Um, I was going to go with Christ. Well. Do you know what? I need to shut up, don't I? Just keep muscling yeah. straight in and, and <laughs> nick everyone's tunes. I was going to go with Crawford. I was going to go Tour de France because. You look at that album cover and you go, yep, it's a men singing about bike racing. Yeah. That's it. And it's fantastic. And I listened to it today and I still love it. Um, so, as you do, Dr. Good was flicking in the background. Don't, don't move on yet. Don't move on yet, Brett. Let, let's, right. let's talk about it because um, you mentioned Tour de France, but which is an incredible um, cover. But even in, in Gray's Library, they had... Um, they have Man Machine and Trans Europe Express on vinyl, and it, it again a bit like War of the Worlds. It freaked me a little bit. I couldn't understand them. I was like, "Are yeah. they?" Because they looked so cold and like and, and zero expression. And and when you heard the music again, it was quite cold. And and yeah, I don't know. It, it, there's a sinister edge to them album sleeves, and and. Yeah, yeah, I think like craftwork. I, I don't think I could understand what they were, and I think that curiosity and weirdness. As a kid, you're always drawn to something that's a little bit weird and that you can't quite understand. You know, I guess that could be horror films or anything. You know, and on that Tour de France album, um, especially electrocardiogram, it's all done by noises. 
from the, the race and breathing yeah. and stuff. And you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. I went to see them about five or six years ago at the Albert Hall. And the, the introductions, you're sitting there and they said, you've got to be in your seat by 7.30. And over the period of about 10 minutes, the lights would slowly dim and there'd be this background buzz. And you didn't notice till a few minutes in, you're like, it's a really weird noise. And it suddenly stopped and bang, they came on and went straight in with, I can't remember what the tune was, straight in hard. And it's like, that's amazing. I didn't realise that I was listening to anything and the yeah. lights were dimming. And then, but yeah, that was fantastic. It was a 3D show and stuff. Yeah, I cannot say enough good things. I And we we had the, we had the reasonably cheap sheet seats at about 150 quid. And we looked at my brother and went, next time I'm going there in the front. I don't care how much it costs. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> utterly, utterly wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Has anyone else here seen craft work? Yeah, I saw them in um, 91 um, in, in the Apollo Manchester. And it was one of those times, I think it was back in those days, when you could buy a ticket like two days before and still get a ticket mm-hmm. sort of thing. And they, around about that time, they brought an album called The Mix, which was kind of like... Yeah. Um, I yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that tour. Yeah. Yeah. It brilliant. It was, it was superb. And I've, I've seen pictures of it since then. And it looks a bit crappy compared to like how they are now. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it was it was superb, and everybody there was a real sort of techno head, basically. Yeah. 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 And the amount of money that's going over the bar and the merch, it's merch. It's like oh, people have yeah, yeah. you know, hundreds of pounds on stickers and t-shirts, and so you know, you guys are really into this. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, right, has everyone had a shout out? Have I missed anyone yet? Sorry, sorry, mate. I, that's changed. When you go at the end, you change, don't you, the way through? Um, I've, I've actually changed one. I've got all my records out ready to show you the album cover, and it's I didn't get this one out even. And it's um, it's got to be the Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. Oh, great show. Sure. The album cover just... It, it looks a little bit erotic and dirty. You can't quite work out what it is. And I think it completely sums the whole album up. It's so dark and... It's just an incredible album cover. It, it... I don't know if he's pausing for thought there, but I think <laughs> no, you're back. You 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 uh you got lost there, Sai. It looked like he was he was looking quite pensive and took a big a big pause to say something profound, but uh you just froze. And now you put yourself on mute. <laughs> 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 this is your big moment and you've blown it mate <laughs> that's probably better no but it, I think it's it, that wasn't my my choice to start with but I think that whenever I see it and I, it reminds me of being young and I think it really stood out to me yeah okay well uh, if it wasn't your first choice have you got your uh, let, let's start getting some honourable mentions in so we'll stay on you for this one have you got I know you said you got some sleeves and you showed us some yes ones what other ones you got there let's, let's bring them up and... the yes ones weren't in my pile they were just down here on the floor oh, okay. now I, one of my favourite albums I don't know why it's because it's stupid as fuck is Stephen Stills I mean I don't know what that is it's a, it looks like a man in the snow playing an acoustic guitar with a <laughs> with a giraffe yeah, a giraffe standing next to him Stephen Stills in the snow with a giraffe, and I've always loved it. I love the album, but it's fucking stupid as fuck. 
It really is stupid. I did, but you've got far too quick. I won't talk about Funkadelic. Oh, that's a great shout. That's a great shout. Yeah, oh, One yeah. Nation Under a Groove. All that. Yeah. And it's big and you've got a pair of tits in there. Like, yeah, open up that gatefold. I mean, yeah, what more do you want? Gatefold's good. Go on for Sinebi, the Springsteen's um, whipping <laughs> He's, he, I mean, he's... He, he, it's iconic, I mean, isn't it? How what iconic is, is that, though? I mean, just looking at that, it's... You know, you don't if need you to... Didn't, if you didn't like know it was there and the words weren't on there, you'd know who it was. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> I'd forgotten about that. Cheers, Si. No, uh, then you've got, I think... Oh, no, 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 this is going to get nasty. <laughs> you don't even realise. Uh, I've got to go for that, though. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Scream of Delica by... It's uh, like, listen, it, it sort of speaks for itself, really, doesn't it? Yeah. But, uh, no, I'm not even going to show you the one I was going to choose, choose originally. Let someone else keep going. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I think if I've got anything left that I haven't said. What are we going to see? Last, because I just keep nicking everyone else's. So um, uh, I, I want to see what's going on with Kirsten. Uh, yeah, I mean, literally, Kirsten's absolutely unaware that... Um, She's got her camera on, and at the moment, all we can see is her feet walking. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, this could get really interesting, couldn't it? Yeah, I think let's. Okay, go to Lou. Is it Richard uh, Ashcroft too? Uh, <laughs> uh, can we start barging people out of the way? There we go. I can so. stop the video. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Um, who's got a couple of honourable mentions they want to throw in next? Go on, Brett. Technically, I'm squeezing the limit a bit. Um, it's an EP, but Window Licker by Apex Twin. You see that cover, and I mean, it was what, late 90s, and your, the CGI wasn't brilliant. You're suddenly like, what? What yeah. is that? Um, yeah, it's all good. But um, straight out of Compton by NWA, you just look at them looking at you, and you think, I know exactly what I'm getting out of that album. <laughs> They're angry young men. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. Oh, do you know what I want to shout out? Because it's just popped into my head. Um and I I've got a head like a hole, so I just want to uh throw it in now. That that weren't a tenuous link to say nine inch nails. Um Pop Relate Yourselves record covers um yes. were absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Um I don't know who the designer was, but um, you know, again quite a pioneering band as well at the time, you know, sort of fusing the the electronic stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, I just remember like every time I put a record out, like, I mean, yeah, size levels just held up uh, uh, one to the, to the camera. It's phenomenal artwork. Like, really, really interesting. Um, They're still touring. They're still touring. They're yeah, touring around yeah again. absolutely. I, I don't think Clint Mansell's in them anymore, is he? I think he's no. making film scores and stuff. Um, uh, yeah. Wonderful. And yeah, I think, if we, we, I mean, I'll, I'll go to Big Steve now because I know you've just touched on NWA and let's discuss uh, uh, De La Soul because you did hold up three feet iron rising, mate. Yeah, it's my favourite hip-hop album of all time. And mine. Uh, I, when I was little, I went through three cassettes because I just used to listen to it constantly and it just used to snap the cassette. Yeah. So I, went, I ended up having to buy it three times to... Uh, so just carry on just listening to it. And I can still do it, like, word perfect from start to finish, even all the skits. 
all the little bits and pieces, the yeah. samples, everything. I love it so much. Yeah. It's one of those perfect albums that has not a daft track on it. You, from start to finish, it's, yeah, a work of art. I cannot agree with you more. And I think it was one of the things that, it, it when it dropped that record, you, you had, you know, the, 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 the tail end of Acid House and then what was happening in, in, in Manchester with the kind of Manchester scene. And and then there was, the, you know, I guess, early mutterings of, you know, Acid Jazz with like early brand new heavies and what was going on with Soul to Soul and the sound system culture and Massive Attack. And it just felt that like whatever one of them genres you was into, when you heard Three Feet I'm Rising, everybody went, this album's just the nuts. And like, it's it, it holds up so well, I think. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it, it, it's a masterpiece. And uh, yeah, I'm going to, as much as I love I Know, which was uh, one of the first ever 12-inch records I could afford, uh, Treadwater, that's the track on that album. Treadwater is the tune. Yeah. Like, so good. What a band. I, I also remember um, when Dalo Rogi comes on, I'm not having to turn it down so like my mum and dad didn't, wouldn't hear <laughs> what I was listening to. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, right, if I could, I'd like, to, of course. I'd like to give a shout out to... Uh, a band, a band I've mentioned before called And So I'll Watch You From oh, Afar. Yeah. Played this is, um, last week or two weeks ago. Sorry. Yeah, they did, yeah. This is the uh, 10th anniversary for LP. Oh, like, limited edition that. that they did. So size leafing through a, a absolute gem of a bit of packaging there, like mega gatefold. That looks amazing. Like, I, I, I genuinely cannot recommend if you like kind of instrumentally guitar stuff i cannot recommend it more to go and see them live genuinely just mind-blowing fantastic fantastic um ad um just got because i mentioned the other uh the breeders one earlier i got the the pixies bossa nova which i love the, the fact that final reviews to take like literally take the um, lyrics and create something with them. So it's got like, I've just got the glass globe on it. That's the ad made with yeah. pixies around it from the track all around the world, around the world on there. Like, so it's, um, yeah, I just love the way he used to do stuff like that. Just used to take the visuals he did on Doodle as well. Just take visuals from the lyrics and represent them on the album covers. Just thought it was really clever and neat idea to Absolutely. do. And I did it when I was at university. I did some, I did graphic design at university. And I did, that, I thought I wanted to be an album cover designer and he was like my inspiration to do it. But I was kind of told it was a dying art and it wouldn't last. And I was put off it by my shoes, which it kind of was because it was going towards, I guess there was CDs and it was that the CD was kind of dying out then as well. So yeah, it was, yeah you, you, can't, you kind of could see that it possibly would die out. But obviously nobody kind of reckoned on the vinyl revival, the vinyl revival did this. So it's... Uh, Absolutely. Like I say, but they, I think you had a point earlier though. There's not been any real iconic album covers for a long time. I don't think so. Yeah. I said that. So. Yeah, Stephen. Um, nothing blank. That was my three that I sort of had. They've all been mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just uh, 
did you say you drew a blank? Because uh, I, 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 I should shout out Going Blank again as well by Ride, which is uh, a, a wonderful piece of artwork that's popped in my head. That's uh, that, that's a that's a gem. Um, uh, who else has got some honourable mentions? Got a couple. Um, uh, first one, and it's also one that I bought just on the cover alone. It was uh, Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys. <sighs> Um, yeah. Because they, they, they've not been, they've not done anything for a couple of years, and then it's like, oh god, what's this? And it's kind of like, it's an amazing cover because it's like, well, I think the version I've got is like a triple gatefold or something. So mm. there's kind of like four panels on each side, and it's all kind of one photograph, like a panoramic view of the whole sort of square and somewhere in New York. Um, it was just really intriguing because you could just find lots of stuff in it, and yeah. um, it's amazing. And at the time when I bought it, I'd, I had no clue where it was. I thought it was in Brooklyn, but it's actually somewhere in Manhattan. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so, somewhere kind of like um, downtown, sort of Lower East Side, somewhere like that, I believe. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously, Google tells you that, now, doesn't it? But, yeah. uh, and people go there, and there's, you know, probably pil- pilgrimages there and everything. Yeah. But that's a really good album as well. It's one of my favorite albums, too. Yeah. Um, same year as Three Feet High as well. Yeah. So, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's so strange, different. isn't it? In, in just that short space of time. You know, from having one of the biggest selling rap records of all time with Licence to Ill to Paul's Boutique coming out and essentially no one giving a shit. And, and like, you know, it was it was just a massive flop. And and I guess to a degree, Check Your Head wasn't a, a huge commercial success. I know you'd see like MTV had Luke, something's got to give and stuff like that. And, and, and so what you want would get a bit of rotation, but it, w- it wasn't really until, um, sabotage, sabotage, yeah, yeah. but when it get it together, I think come out before sabotage. Mm. Uh, and then it just, whatever happened, it reignited it. And, and, and yeah. And, and thankfully we got exposed to just some of the greatest music ever. And, you know, the, the, the documentary to come out a couple of years ago. What that was a, good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Phenomenal. Um, if, if you flip it round, I think Paul's Boutique yeah. is their best album. Oh, I'd say that? so, yeah. Yeah, you flip it around. Paul's Boutique is their best album. Oh, I, I totally yeah, agree. I agree, 100%. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to name drop something that was one of the coolest things I've ever done, right? And I was, I was on a birthday, uh, I think it's like, I don't know, about eight or nine years ago, and I'd hired this little Airbnb uh, in Norfolk, just uh, and and me and a couple of my mates, and Pip was there, and Chris, who I do high quality with, and uh, and we'd, we'd booked to go and do this escape room, and I didn't know, but as we got in the car, and we was driving there. I put six music on, and I'd we we'd not long had Huey Morgan on hardcore listing, and uh, and I, you know we're not mates, but he DJ'd at, at, at Pip's night, a couple of times Pip's friends with him. And I didn't know that Pip had messaged him as we was making this drive. Um, and I'm just driving along listening to Six Music. And all of a sudden, I just said, Huey, who's got one of the coolest voices ever? Just saying, uh, this song goes out to my boy, Stu. And uh, happy birthday. And uh, here's your favourite Beasties tune. He played Eggman for me off of Paul's uh, oh, oh, And I was oh. like, it's a good birthday, this is. Huey's just played the Beasties for me on Six Music. Like, that was... Uh, that was a right little moment. That was, yeah. What a what a tune that is. Um, okay. Uh, anyone else got some honourable mentions they want to throw in? Just got Sign one more. 
What no, you there's a couple, but the one I'm going for, we've all been very highbrow, but I'm going to take it back to about 10 or 11-year-old me, and it's like a virgin. Oh, 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 I've got true blue. I'm glad I didn't, I didn't beat you to it. But, um, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. 100%. None of your highbrow music nonsense. It was just no, 11-year-old me. I, most of mine are from that era because I think you're so impressionable and, and the visual aesthetic of pop stars was so strong then like with madonna you know you'd never seen anything like her you know she was just like so street and cool certainly then and then by the time it got to true blue just seeing that kind of iconic side profile with the blue and the you know the blonde hair i remember just thinking this is the coolest thing ever and to, to, to stay in that time my, mine's mine's purple rain prince on a yeah. motorbike just and but i remember just seeing yeah. that and thinking not really understanding what Prince was, like because he was everywhere and hearing I think my introduction would have been when Doves Cry, I think, when Purple Rain the film come out, and seeing that video and seeing him sort of scrapping with his dad and then getting on his motorbike and and you know, and was it Apollonia the girl, isn't it? Like uh and probably the first set of boobs I ever saw in a film as well was Apollonia's coming out the river. And uh that that was that was a coming of age that was. Um but uh, yeah, it was, it, it, and, and just it, just how iconic Madonna and, and Prince were, and you could say the same for the Thriller and Bad. You know, just that, just the photograph of the artist, but so entrenched in the, you know, in in in, in music culture now, just because of the, 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 the such strong visuals going back to to Grace Jones. Um, let's see if there was any uh, others. I did make a little. Uh, um, speaking of uh, iconic blondes, um, and also Kirsten's just mentioned uh, any Bjork album cover. Absolutely, um, it, it, you know, even you know, talking about debut, just just that fantastic photo of Bjork, you know, just looking as close to perfect as any anybody could ever be on that. Um, but yeah, Parallel Lines by Blondie, I want to throw in as well. You know, just uh, an absolute. Uh, I kind of, and the ones that I wanted to shout out from uh, Parents Record Collection, um, I'm going to hold it up so you, you can see it, um, which is Goodbye Yellow Brick Road um, yeah. by Elton yeah. John, <laughs> Gatefold, double yellow vinyl, my folks had that on. And, and I remember just like opening it up. And obviously the, 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 the album sleeve, the front itself, is, is Elton sort of like walking through a, what looks like a wall into uh, the Yellow Brick Road. And and it just, I just thought it looked amazing. Uh, and then when I pulled the vinyl out and, and it was yellow, I was like, this is something spectacular. Oh, there you go. Oh, there we go. Size Love was literally just uh, pulled the yellow vinyl out. Fantastic. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, it was a triple gatefold as well, wasn't it? Like, oh, look at that. Oh, what a thing of beauty. That's the sort of thing that, like, as a young, thirsty lad for music and music, culture that delivers and the other one is somebody stepping and i don't even I, i'm not sure what records are on it but the other one uh which i'll just quickly show you um is rod stewart's atlantic crossing and i remember seeing that and just seeing that massive flared trouser uh and and rod just again just looking like an absolute don um back then uh and, and just thinking well i think I might be wrong. Do you think I'm sexy on that record? And I think that m may have been why my folks bought it because that was obviously a huge sort of disco hit. And 
and yeah, the idea of calling it a landing crossing as well, and 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 going super, super like uh, American with the, the the disco influence and stuff. Uh, yeah, so I think that that was all I had. Did I have anything? Oh God, yeah, and of course packaging. One last one, um, ladies and gentlemen, floating in space by Spiritualized. Um, uh, just getting that. I don't know who had that, but. Uh, if you bought it on CD, it, it, it come in uh, uh, like a tablet box and you would pull it out and it was in plastic with the foil on it. And you didn't want to open it, but you'd pop the foil and take the CD out. And it was literally uh, uh, just, just done up like a, a, a pack of tablets. And uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And they'd done a special edition, um, which was probably about two foot by a foot, which every track on it was a standalone CD. So you had the whole pack of tablets. It was a thing of beauty. I don't own that. I wish I did. Um, but yeah, what a, what a piece of kit that was and what a record that was as well. Um, okay. I think that's uh, all of, uh, all, all I can throw in the mix for that. I don't know if there's any other little things to, uh, to, to, to bring up. I don't think so. Um, also, did anybody else, one of the things that I would do, if I had mates coming over and I'd like, I'd always had my records sort of stacked against the wall before, you know, I could afford to have a cabinet to put them in. Did anybody like, you know, certainly if they were having like, you know, a girl or a guy over, try and put their coolest record at the front, just so when people <laughs> walked in, yep. your coolest <laughs> record was at the front, you know. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of nods of, uh, uh, of agreement there. Fantastic. Um, all right. Well, look. Um. Thanks ever so much for uh for joining us tonight. It's uh, it's always lovely uh chatting records with you all, and uh, and we'll we'll definitely do uh, music videos uh next time, and uh, and I and I do look forward to it. And uh, in the meantime, thanks ever so much to you all for for supporting off the beaten track and, and being patrons. Um, you're uh, you're a lovely bunch of people. Um, don't go anywhere. I'm going to press stop. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening.